the bed full of pandas, statistics are best. The bed full of pandas, because you don't need food where to Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Pope. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. Giving you investment advice. We're here to give you betting advice on the 2023 AFL and NFL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. They say come September, you should be bringing your best your best. Effort to the tackle. I'm not sure we've done that in the first three minutes here, but we're only uh, only one way can go this episode from this point, I think. You'd think after uh, 26 weeks and five years, Pope, we'd ironed out all the technical uh, difficulties and all the problems, but we're still having them uh, right up until the, the start of this program. It's a big welcome back to the program, to the modeler. Well, good to be here. I just uh, noticed your Twitter poll today about what tonight's big surprise would be. I uh, see there's 5% of those 60 votes wanted the editorial. So I guess the obvious question is, where'd you find those uh, other two burner phones to throw in those two votes? Well, it's uh, it's funny you should mention uh, editorial, uh, Modler, because uh, I just wanted to play you boys something. I'm getting ready to launch, Modler. I'm getting ready to launch. <laughs> so, Modler, I'm glad you are. Uh, I'm great. I'm glad you brought that up about editorial. Uh, some of the fans uh, wanted it. I'm. Uh, I'm here to. No editorial uh, for this thing, but uh, but one of the things that we do have on the prog- program, it's the real voice, Modler. It's not John Farnham, but it's the Statsman. He's back. Welcome back to the program, Statsman. The real voice. Thanks, Mug. I'm a little bit rattled by this start. It's um, it's absolute pandemonium, but it's uh, it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. This time of year is amazing, and um, I, I couldn't resist coming back in and uh, throwing out some of my muggish views. No muggish views. I don't think so, Stats Man. And it's great to have you with us because I know you love this time of the year because you love things like uh, disposals, you love uh, most goals, you love things like Gary Ayres, and you love the Brownlow. So it's tremendous to have you in our presence tonight. And I'm I'm really looking forward to your views on those sorts of things. And um and I know the uh, I know the listeners are as well. So uh, so very much uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, and mate, just a uh, just a quick one. What's kept you away from us? I, I believe you've uh, you've been up to some study. Is that correct? Yeah, just trying to become the uh, the next modeler, uh, gunning for the mantle. So I've been uh, brushing up on my modeling skills, and probably uh, to be fair, not not watching as much footy as I have. And uh, yeah, didn't want to come on the show and and throw some uh, BS around there. So I uh, yeah took a sabbatical, nice and refreshed, ready to go. Uh, Pre finals by for about two months. It's been good. Uh, awesome, mate. Well, uh, fantastic to uh, to have you back with us. So, boys, we better go back and just reflect on the uh, on the weekend that was. And we um, we only had uh, the NRL um, to keep us busy over the weekend. Um, but, boys, I'll, I'll get your thoughts and some betting review. And I think, on the whole, the betting went pretty well. So, um, so, Modler, maybe just some thoughts on the NRL from the weekend and uh, and perhaps um, how you went. Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting round. A few sort of plays went 
uh, sort of unexpectedly, starting with the storm on the Thursday night. They uh, went up to Brisbane severely shorthanded and, and got the job done against the Broncos up there, knocked Broncos off top spot and um, kind of opened up the rest of the round. Teams sort of had to, uh, I guess, try a bit when they when they really didn't wouldn't have had to if, if the Broncos had won. So, yeah, made for a, for an interesting round, uh, that first game anyway. Um, as far as betting review goes, uh, I think went okay overall. Uh, well, they started with the Tigers, so they were no good at all against Manly, but then had a couple of good ones. The Roosters against South, so it was a full stake. Uh, also, Dolphins uh, against the Warriors, they got it done quite easily. Um, had a half stake on St. George against the Knights, no good, and then had a uh, full stake, more split on the Canterbury handicap than the head-to-head, and they covered quite easily in the end. Um, so, yeah, decent week in uh, in an NRL last week. Yeah, awesome, uh, mate. And uh, and Pope, uh, for yourself, what did you see of interest? And, um, and mate, how'd you go on the punt? Yeah, funny round overall. Muggers touched on last week. No one really wanted the minor premiership. That ended up in the hands of the Panthers. They seen and wanted the most. Um, largely the cards sort of fell as expected, but from the time of the podcast last week, a, a fair few moving parts leading into the weekend. For the betting review, said Storm head-to-head in, it was a little bit of finger in the air, but at the price in what was the reserve grade clash, said back then at 225, and they got up. Uh, my trepidation was back in bad teams, and that came to fruition early. Tigers got hammered, did say the overs in that game, though, so one for two in the Manly Yep. B-West Tigers, Unders in Rabbitohs, Roosters. We'll probably touch on the Rabbitohs a little bit in the next segment there, four from Grace. Unders got up in that one. Dolphins, 13-plus, I said, and they um, they hammered the Warriors, so good end of the season in their inaugural season in the NRL for the Dolphins. Panthers, Cowboys, we stayed out of at the time of the podcast. Dragons, we liked against the Knights, and they were no good. And Bulldogs covered against the Titans, so... We'll probably touch on our charity bets. We were with a lot of bad teams, and Bulldogs were the only one who really, well, probably put up any sort of show. And the other two, um, they were in Bali a week early month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well done, boys. That was, uh, I'm surely kept the uh, AFL. Uh, punters busy uh, over the weekend with that set. So uh, so good one to lead us uh, into this uh, week, boys. Was there any bad beats out there? Go a little bit more mainstream here or larger parameters. Mark, if you've backed Rabbitohs to make the top eight at any point in 2023, that is a bad beat. Um, well shot out stat this week. The first team ever to lead the premiership so late in the season, led in round 11, didn't make top eight. So if in whatever form you took the Rabbitohs, multis, singles at any juncture, um, that's a pretty average beat that they've not made it to September this year. And what's the problem there, Pope? Is it um, background noise? Is it uh, ex-players? Is it ex-coaches? What's is it Latrell? What's what's the stink down at uh, Rabbitoh Central? Yeah, there is something a little bit awry down there. Sucking your assistant coach or the assistant coach walking out, which way it's framed the week before the final round. That's a problem. Latrell and Cody preferential treatments. Um, there's a lot of rumours emanating out of there, there's sort of genders driven in the media. Like They're a high-profile club, and with that comes great public scrutiny, but there's something greatly amiss, and it probably does stem back to Cody and Luttrell, like the, where there's smoke, there's fire a little bit, and the view is that they sort of run their own race mm. to the detriment of the club and probably everyone else. So 
that seems to be the catalyst for it. But um, yeah, like it's it's still like it's it's a massive fall from grace. That team, that roster they have, not to not to be in the top half of the competition, like it, it's a bit of a disaster. Yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. Well, the Rabbitohs have got it all to do for next season and over the off season, uh, by the sounds of it as well. So this evening, boys, uh, if it's okay with you guys, what we'll do is we'll just go through our normal uh, AFL games and then uh, I think we'll grab Statsman's views um, on the those special uh, markets uh, after that. Then we'll flip over to um, NRL and um, and then we can uh, have a chat about NRL futures and uh, and then maybe we just finish off with a little bit of a uh, little bit of premiership just to uh, round out what I was saying uh, last weekend as well. So uh, so Pope, um, with all that ready to go, um, let's uh, let's tee him up. It's taken five years to have a structure or an agenda on this show, Mug. So things are really changing late in the piece here. Uh, the much vaunted clash Thursday night. Collingwood v Melbourne Demons. Uh, the Lions held, held pretty solid here at minus one and a half. Collingwood, Sands, Stakos, total 155.5. Collingwood, $1.80. Melbourne, $2.02. Take it away. Yeah, so we're going to get um, Darcy Moore and Murphy will come back into that Collingwood side. Um, I can't help. I, I still I, I have a feeling that the money's going to come from Melbourne here, Pope, particularly in the wet weather. You boys, uh, all Melbourne lads, have probably only been too aware of the weather. And uh, I think we're going to get some some pretty nasty stuff on Thursday night. I think that brings them even closer together. And, um, and I think that actually probably suits Melbourne a little bit as well. So... Look, I can only be, I could be with uh, with Melbourne here. I think Pope. Um, I'm probably not putting up a bet, um, but uh, what I will do, Pope. Um, I, was, I was thinking back to last year. I think I, I just about tipped the card last year in the finals. So I saw uh, one of our competitors was um, was putting up some um, some nine finals bets. So I thought we might try and go with a bit of a uh, nine leg accumulator if you like from week to week obviously you got to get week one right to get it but um but i'm putting melbourne in my finals uh, accumulator or finals multi uh to uh to to get it done so i'm going to have a little have a little nifty or a little uh a little a hundred dollar play and see if i can't um can't ride a, a well a four legger this week and then a nine legger all the way uh to uh to to the premiership so uh, melbourne is my pick so we're going to accumulate the price as we go here, Mug. Are we going to? Yeah, well, that's. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to try and build it uh, as we go. So if we we get the stack this week, we'll quickly do the math and work out what our uh, what our multi will be for this week on from topsport.com.au, and then we'll uh, we'll stack it um, game on game and uh, and go from there. If as long as we win, of course. Price. That's a hard act to follow, Mug. Uh, sorry, more than Mugs in career best form here tonight. But uh, take it away, Mother. Tell us what you see in this one. Uh, we're at least going to line up here. I'm, I'm liking the Ds too. Um, I've got Fritch in for the Ds. I don't think he's 100% over the line, but with him in, I'll, I'll make the Ds $1.93. Uh, into that $202, uh, I'd say that's, yeah, enough for a full stake for me. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him in before I put my own money down. But, um, yeah, I guess if you've got an inkling one way or the other, play it as you see fit. Early alignment here from Mug and Modler. Uh, Statsman, how are you viewing this clash? 
Yeah, mouth watering. Um, I don't really have a strong view on the game. Uh, like I said, haven't haven't been following them too closely. I was probably thinking Collingwood um, as a slight lean, but really just looking forward to watching it. Um, yeah, no bet there for me. Yeah, Pope, should be, Pope, yeah, Pope, Pope be I, I just I just say maybe uh, one thing on the game if you are absolutely um, chasing a bet. I know that unders has been backed, but. Um, if if half of what they say about this weather is true, and um, and I think Melbourne and Collingwood are going to play a pretty heavy contested game as it is, I think if the punters are really starving for something, um, I, I I probably couldn't turn you off the under, even though it has been backed um, a, a little bit as well. But I just think first final it's going to be very competitive, and um, with wet weather, um, I could see that going under the hundred and. 55, I think we've got about yeah, 155, 156 around that mark. So, um, you know, that might be something for the listeners to have a look at. Yeah, I'll start with you again here, Mug, considering your strong start to the episode. We stay in Melbourne on Friday nights. Carlton, a 13.5 point favourites against the Swans, dollar forty-eight. Swans, 265. Total, a little bit higher on this one, maybe a bit of a surprise, 157.5. Yeah, I think the total, um, probably same thing, Pope. And maybe if you want to, um, uh, you know, I've, I've actually had a couple of, uh, of of multis just on alternates as well. You know, there might be a bit of upside there in terms of the, how bad that weather actually is. Um, so, um, so yeah, probably couldn't turn you off having a couple of little plays there on the uh, on the unders. But in terms of the game, Pope, um, we've got some pretty good personnel coming back in for the Blues. And um, I think I said last week, my initial lean, I thought that number was a little bit too big. Um, I think, you know, now we're getting down to sort of the, you know, low teens and I think 12s in some places. I think that's probably about right. Um, so, um, I thought that 14, 15 was looking a little bit big last week, but I think we're starting to get towards the number. So um, probably no betting for me here, Pope. I, I do have a sense that Carlton will uh, will win. Um, it pains me to say it. Um, so I'm going to have to uh, put Carlton in my little uh, accumulator, uh, Pope, and uh, that they are going in. Good, uh, probably good for the vibe around town too. If, if you're from a Melbourne perspective, can't make another week as well. Mug, Modlo, can you find an angle in this one? No, not quite. So a few handy ins for both teams: Cripps and Doherty, uh, and Acres for the Blues, and then Papley and McInerney for the Swans. It looks like uh, I've got the Swans right on the market here at uh, sort of two sixty-ish. So it's it's what are they out to two sixty-five now? It's too close for me. To have a bet, um, but yeah, given those ends likely ends, I'd probably like to wait and see what happens with teams on Thursday before uh, deciding to pull the trigger. Statsman, you got any perspective here or a little same game that uh, might interest you? Not really, no. Uh, probably no bet there for me either. Super, thanks, Statsman. Uh, Modla, I might start with you here as we go to the second of the elimination finals uh, at the MCG for the third time in a row here. And the Saints are outside us here, um, and they have drifted as the week's gone on. They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs against GWS. GWS dollar 72, Saints dollars 13, 154-and-a-half is the total at Saturday at 320. Yeah, this will be the match where I've got the... Biggest lean. So the Saints uh, look like getting King, Battle, and Howard back in. Uh, I've plugged Taylor back in for GWS. I don't think he's, again, across the line 100%, but um, 
seems likely that he'll play. Uh, with all said and done, I've got GWS at a dollar fifty, so a pretty big edge into that dollar seventy-two there. Um, yeah, definitely enough for a stake for me. Hopefully Taylor does come in uh, for GWS, um, but even if he doesn't, I would still have a decent edge on them, and, and definitely happy to throw them up as a as a play this week. Not a lot of love for the Saints in the markets or in the models by the looks of it, Mug. I think I'm the only one, uh, Pope. Um, I, I like what the Saints are doing. I, I, um, I think their form is is pretty strong, and it's finals form too. You know, like I think it's, um, I think it's the type of stuff that's going to stand up. Again, this has been backed, Pope, but I think that under again, like. There's barely been a St Kilda game all year. I go over 160, and um, and again we come to finals. And GWS also pride themselves on their defence. Um, so this one could be a real uh, dour uh, affair. Could be, um, and if there's any residual weather around on the Saturday, I don't think there is. But um, but uh, you know if it's cold and and still pretty miserable in Melbourne, um, you know that could uh, put a bit of um, extra on top of that. But I think the fact that it's a final, um, both sort of defensive, um, good sh- defensive, strong structures. Um, you know, I think the under, even though it's been backed, I think you could probably still have a small on it, or maybe, maybe you could even just think about multiing up uh, those three. I think there's, um, yeah, I, I think that's not uh, such a bad, uh, a bad play. That's uh, based on that synopsis, a healthy little accumulator there too, the, at the 213 of that. Yeah, I, I just think, um, I, and the MCG, GWS at the MCG, you know, it's they haven't had a great record there. I know the Saints don't get there too much either, but um, I don't know. I, I, I just don't mind what the Saints have been doing lately, Pope, so happy to be with the uh, the home team here. Yeah, uh, so you probably feel like you're out on an island a little bit. I haven't heard too much commentary supporting them, but... Um, sometimes you've got to swim against the tide, Mug. Uh, I'll stay with you here as we go out to the Gabba on Saturday night, Mug. And the Lions probably hasn't got a lot of publicity this clash down here this week, has it? They're $1.45, Port Adelaide $2.75, the Lions $15.5 up in the River City, and the total $171.5. I mentioned it last week, Pope. I think that line's too wide. Um, 15 points, um, I, I feel, is a, is a pretty big number. Considering what um, Brisbane have been doing in the last few few weeks, I know they came down here and beat Collingwood, but Collingwood, you know, they had five um, really big outs in that game. And um, and you could argue the Collingwood motivation um, wasn't quite there. It was at, at Marvel and... Um, and I think Pies, you know, we got within four points uh, during the third quarter as well. So it wasn't like they were a world away with a half-rat power uh, team. Um the two games at the Gabba prior to that, Brisbane Lions have struggled to get over St Kilda, uh, who most people are tipping GWS to beat away from home. And they also struggled to beat Adelaide uh, as well up on their home deck. So I know they've, uh, they've they've got the chocolates. They've managed to win. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm gung-ho on Brisbane like everyone else is. So, um, Pope, I, I'm concerned about... Port Adelaide's forward line a little bit. Do they have the weapons uh, to get it done uh, down there? Um, Willie's going to have to play an unbelievable game. Marshall's going to have to stand up. Um, the midfield's going to have to get it done. But I think the clamping of Neil is something that Port Adelaide can organise. And uh, and when Lockie Neil is held, um, Brisbane don't tend to go so good. And um, Pope, I'm going to be putting Port Adelaide into the head-to-head accumulator. Wow, 
So three outsiders in the accumulator in the first week, Mark. Yep. That's uh, that's where I'm putting my numbers, uh, Pope. I'm going to put my little. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to got to put a pineapple or get the big uh, get the big grey nurse out and put it down. But um, uh, I'll be one of, one of the two, and um, and they're my teams. They're my picks. Um, I've got plenty of action from a futures point of view to probably not worry too much about um, betting the actual games too much. But um, if I was um, if I was going to have one bet of the round, I think Port Adelaide at the 15 and a half was, is probably the one. Well, my there's a saying that I like, fortune favours the brave. And with that, Mother, can you support the mug on Port Adelaide here at the Gabber on Saturday night? Yeah, going to line up here. I've got them uh, 245, so they're getting uh, Lysett and McKenzie back in. Uh, Marshall as well, likely, as, as Mark mentioned before. Um yeah, so into that 275, that's enough for a stake for me. I'd probably split it, say, 60-40 on the, on the handicap uh, on the line and then, yeah, 40 on the on the head-to-head. But, yeah, going to line up here, like in Port Adelaide. There you go. A couple of, couple of linemen out of the four games. So that's a, I guess, healthy start to the final series for the listeners. Um, we've obviously gone through that pretty quickly. There's just the four games mug. Should we... Do we want to touch on anything generally yeah. about the games this weekend before we move on? Oh, well, I mentioned topsport.com.au, um, Pope, with those prices a moment ago. And and um, just so the listeners know, Top Sport have been doing it for over 30 years. We call them the best and fairest, Pope. That's because, uh, you know, they're a great mob to deal with. You place the bet, uh, you win, they pay. Uh, that's how the game works. And um, if you're going to bet with someone and you want to bet with someone and have confidence, uh, then Top Sport is uh, is definitely one that you can trust. So get to the website topsport.com.au. Um, that accumulator from Top Sport um, just for this week alone is adding up to sixteen dollars and ten. So that's um, that's where we're going to be, or that's where I'm going to be playing. And um, and let's see uh, how we go this week uh, over there. Um, we wanted to talk some special markets here in the AFL. So I'm really intrigued to hear uh, Statsman's uh, view on some of these markets. And Statsman, did you have uh, one that you wanted to go to first? Um, maybe we start with the the core AFL before Brownlow. Um, either disposals, goals, carriers. Yeah, um, let's let's anyways. do it. Let's let's go disposals, uh, Statsman. So I guess an important part of the consideration here is games played and uh, and the likelihood of games played. So what does your math tell you here? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. We did um, discuss a bit uh, off air. I think um, th- there's a couple of ways to look at this and both need to be considered. You can look at how many games the team is in for on average um, and to do that, uh, it is fairly simple. You just kind of use one of those finals ladders and uh, work out the percentages in each game and, and you can get a number. Um, and doing that, all the top four were pretty even at about 2.7. Uh, out of the bottom four, Carlton came in at about two games and everyone else was in the sort of low 1.2, 1.3 thereabouts, um, maybe a little bit higher. But um, that's one way. And obviously, based on that method, you're going to get all the sort of Collingwood, Melbourne, Port, Brisbane players short. Uh, the other thing, though, to consider is probability of playing three or four games. Um, the top four, if they win their first game, they can only play three at most. And if they lose their first game, they'd have to make the grand final to play four. 
Um, basically, I think if you play four, nearly always the player from your team's going to win it. Uh, if you play three, you're still a decent chance of, of having a player win it. Uh, then what you've got to look at is the player from each team who's most likely to win and how many players from each team can win. So if you took Melbourne, for example, they've probably got Viney, Petrarca to an extent, Oliver. Um, they're probably the main three. There's some other teams that are like Sydney are really hard to pick. You know, they're really spread this year. So I'd be, although they've got Golden actually, so I lie a little bit there. Giants have a few. So you're trying to pick a team. Um, basically, if that team gets uh, plays the most games, you want to be pretty sure of which player is going to be up there for them. If they're competing with four or five other players, you're going to lose a lot of your margin just in that competition. Uh, so you're sort of playing into two margins. So based on all that, um, Carlton have actually a quite a good probability of playing three or four games. They're about a $5 shot probably to play three. At most, maybe a $4 shot really depends on um, circumstances this week. So if they play three, uh, they're a good chance of having the winner. If they play four, I think they're almost guaranteed or very close to it. And for Carlson, I've got, there's probably three players, but Cripps, I think, was too short in the market. So I've got two others, which is Chera and Walsh. Um, and so I'll be backing those two. Chera at $29, uh, I think Top Sports 26. There might be some 29 out there. Um, sorry, that's Walsh. Uh, I'll be having a half stake on that, uh, which is a pretty big stake for a $26 shot, but I had that um, a fair bit shorter. And then also Chera at 50 to 1. I'll be having a, a tenth of a stake on Chera. Um, and the other one I will be backing, even though they're a bigger price in week one, is er- uh, Errol Golden. As I touched on, he can get those 40 plus um, disposals, which not many this year can. And as such, if they play three games, he could be 110 disposals. Um, so he's also 50 to one. So a uh, little stake on him as well. Yeah. Okay. And um, where did uh, Doherty come up in that mix, uh, Statsman? Was he anywhere near it for the Colling- uh, for the um, Carlton team? Yeah, not not too far off. But his his recent form wasn't too strong uh, in yeah. terms of disposals, and I think yeah. he's also coming back from injury. I just, yeah, I thought Chera and um, Walsh for me, especially Walsh, like he's the main one there, yep. uh, was the standout. I think, yeah, people forget how well he went in the Brownlow and how good he was last year. And um, even this year, he's nearly always getting 30 disposals. So, uh, yeah, Walsh is, is really the one that I, I most like with the other two sort of more um, speculative. Awesome stuff, uh, Statsman. Uh, so we've got Chera, Walsh, and Goulden um, from that little mix in their disposals uh, market. Let's uh, let's go to goals now. And I guess some similar theories, Statsman, need to be applied to this one because the weight of games, again, is important here. So I'm guessing similar sort of style thinking in teams, but um, what did you manage to come up with? Yeah, a little bit different with goals because you also need to factor in scoring in each game and how many games you're winning, not just playing. So uh, whereas disposals are not that strongly correlated with the result, obviously goals are. Um, So Carlton have the biggest handicap this week, which helps um, Collingwood tend to play and Brisbane often play in more high-scoring games, which can also help. So there's a few factors. The main thing I was looking at here, though, is... um, yeah, those expected games being 2.7 for all those top teams. And also, uh, based on price and who kicks the goals and how many players can kick a lot of goals, I came up with Collingwood. Uh, Myacek and Elliott were the two. They're pretty strong standouts for the Pies. Uh, Melbourne were a fair bit more spread. Port Adelaide, 
pretty spread and even Brisbane pretty spread. You know, there's probably four or five guys from each of those teams uh, that you could be betting on without a lot of confidence in them. Whereas these two for Collingwood uh, at $14 a piece, um, I had a half stake on each of those. And then the one at speculative odds was Tom Papley uh, at a hundred to one. For me, it's just, he's the kind of player that if Sydney have a deep run, I could see him popping up and kicking bags. Um, yeah. hundred to one, I think was I was happy to find out at the price. Again, if they play four games, they've won three of them. Um, they're only about a $30 shot, I think it is, to make the grand final. And then if they've done that, they played four. Um, so from there, I think Papley's a reasonable chance of being the, the top goal scorer. And you don't have uh, you don't have to have much on to um, have a keen interest there at 100, uh, Statsman, that's for sure. Um, in that thinking, Statsman, in that goals market, um, we have the first week of total points sort of uh, at our beck and call. Is that something that you consider in this market? It's it's a good point. And I did bet on these uh, when they first came out. So, yeah, with the weather and the Collingwood game, it maybe is worth a little bit of consideration. Um, in saying that, like, you're really only talking about uh, looking at the totals, like, the Brisbane Port games in for an extra three goals. The other games are all pretty similar. Yeah. That three goals is split between two teams. So it's really a goal and a half per team. So really it's not that much per player. Um, not to say it's not worth considering, but given you're going to play another few games, it's going to smooth out a bit. So not a huge factor. Yep. Okay. Uh, mate, awesome. Again, so we ended up with Myacek, Elliot, and um, for a bit of a value, uh, Papley uh, as well. Um, okay, there it is, uh, listeners. Now we move on um, to the coveted trophy of the or the coveted medal, the Gary Ayres Best Player of the Finals uh, Statsman. And uh, maybe not as related uh, to, well, I think you got to play three games, probably I would say, Statsman, and you can still take the chocolates here. But, uh, mate, what, what's, what's your feeling on this? Yeah, there's a, it's a few ways to look at this one as well. Um, obviously, wins and games are important. But also, there's the certain type of players who can poll pretty well, even in a loss, just because of how impactful they can be. Bonson Pally would be one of those. And yep. I think uh, an example in this uh, final series is Petrarca. Firstly, I think the Ds are a good chance of um, going all the way, winning three games. Um, as we've talked about, you know, we like them this week. And uh, if they lose this week, they play the Blues and, um, yeah, potentially Brisbane or Port. Like, there's a few different pathways where they could play a few games. Uh, I think, yeah, Oliver hasn't looked great. I know he's been tagged a bit, but he hasn't looked as good coming back from injury. Uh, Viney's going well, but I think he's a bit short um, relative to Petrarca. Petrarca just, uh, I saw him last week where he was sort of down and out for three quarters and then absolutely turned it on uh, in the last quarter and really lifted his team. So he's got that ability to just switch it on. We saw it last final series as well. So $10 is the price there. It's relatively short, but I think for, uh, again, Nick Dacos is missing the first week. He'll come back. That's going to steal some votes from Collingwood players. Um, Brisbane have Neil. I think he's short enough. And Port, again, you've got Butters, but you've probably got a bit of competition um, through Rosie uh, as well. So, yeah, I think Petrarca is just the one for me that has – a bit more, he's like a dusty type player. Like he has the ability to tear finals open. The others are probably a bit more sock standard midfielders. So um, yeah, Petrarca was the the sort of favorite I liked. Still only um, a half bet there at $10. And the two that I liked as specs uh, in this market were Paddy Cripps and Sam Walsh. And that just ties into the Carlton logic from before. 
Uh, Walsh is at 50 to 1 and Cripps is at 30 to 1. Um, yeah, probably don't need to say too much more. I think Cripps, uh, yeah, I don't think he's in, he's too short for disposals, but I don't think he's too short for Gary Ayres. So happy to play into that. And yeah, as I said, with Sam Walsh, super consistent, came second or third in the Brownlow last year. So uh, I think 50 to one's a bit big for him too. Knows how to get a vote. Uh, that's for sure. And, um, and Statsman, I guess just on that, uh, Carlton, uh, I think there's been a pretty strong theme in Carlton's back half of the year into, or who I would label as their best player in the back half of the year. That's Charlie Kerno. Is there any thoughts, uh, that you have on him about dragging Carlton deeper into this final series? And I, I'm not sure of the price, but maybe you could, uh, let us know the price and did you consider that at all? Yeah, super, super short. I think he might have been favourite most goals for finals. So, and um, and and for Gary Ayres? Yeah, not not so much Gary Ayres. My reasoning there is, um, it's just it nearly always. I think maybe always has gone to a midfielder. Mm. Uh, he'd have to kick big bags in finals, which doesn't often happen. Um, so yeah, I think. I th- yeah, like oh, I'll have to double check his price. I know in the goals market he was super short. Uh, I'll just check now what he was in the Gary Ayres, um, but from memory, he was quite short. So, yeah, he's 34 for the Ayres, um, about the same price as Cripps. I would, yeah, rather be on Paddy Cripps um, personally. Yep. No, nice, mate. This is your area of expertise, and um, and I know you've put a lot of work and a lot of uh, numbers into that, and uh Mate, I think we are all uh, the better off uh, for listening to that. So, mate, thank you so much. That was uh, that was really exciting. Um, would you like to um, take us through some um, early Brownlow thoughts too, Statsman? Yep, uh, I will. I've got I've got a few, so bear with me. I think uh, something I want to touch on is I think it is really important to get on. I know it's a few weeks away, and probably there's that build up and build up, and punters start to get into it later. Um, you know, working at a bookmaker, you see a lot of the bets come in late. I'd recommend getting on as early as you can. The markets sort of shape up like anything. We like to bet early on footy where we can, and I'd be doing the same with the Brownlow as much as possible. So that's just um, yeah, a little primer. The ones that I want to bet on, um, Lockie Neal for the outright is my main um, bet. You can get $15 at tab. He's about that on Betfair as well. I yeah think that's really good. You sort of look at his stats versus when he won the Brownlow, pretty comparable. Brisbane uh, one more uh, games I think this year and you know finished in the in the top two um, and you just like it's pretty tight at the top there's there's not that much needed from him to overtake uh, and also on some of the simulations that I've run he's come in shorter than that so uh, sort of a few factors that tie in but I think the 15's value the other one and this is a four unit bet for me so pretty big is Bont to win it um, $3.30 is the price. We already backed in pre-season if punters uh, followed that in. So I wouldn't probably recommend getting on the 3.30 if you're already on. But if you're not, I still think the 3.30 is a good bet. Um, again, just on the numbers, I think he's winning it uh, often enough and has enough upside to, to beat Dacos, who, while he had an outstanding year, there's a bit of an unknown about um, polability. I know he polled well last year, but um, it doesn't always flow on. So, yeah, happy to be with Bont there at the at the 3.30. Um, I've got some exotic markets. How do you want to – do you just want me to reel through the list here? Or Yeah, uh, mate, yeah, we love it. Just keep talking, Statsman. 
No worries. So most team votes, um, this is a market I'm, I've made a fair bit of money on over the years. I think it's usually fairly off the mark. Um, often you get good value on the favourite, which is too big. Um, so the team usually that wins the minor premiership uh, nearly always wins this. But what I would say to, to caveat that this year is that we've got a much more sort of tighter logjam at the top uh, and a tighter season. So I think this year there's actually a bit of value around the favourite. Um, Collingwood at $1.50 is quite short. So the ones that I've backed are Port Adelaide at $8. Um, again, just on the numbers, came out pretty good value uh, there. I think, yeah, Brisbane are actually about $16 for a team that finished second, which is quite rare. Um but they do often have quite a spread of uh, stack getters. They're not that sort of dominant top three or four that other teams might have. So Port was the value on the numbers there at um, at $8. And also, and this is one that is very speculative, so only a small stake, but the Western Bulldogs at 50 to 1. A team that finishes outside the eight, it, it takes a lot to uh, pull the most votes, but Bont is probably the one factor there to consider. If he's picking up some threes and twos in losses, that's going to make up that distance uh, reasonably well. And I think the Bulldogs were quite competitive in a lot of their losses. Their percentage was really good. They had some big wins. So, uh, yeah, they're probably going to over-index a little bit on votes. So 50 to 1 uh, came up value for the Dogs as well. Um, Top three and top five. I probably should have touched on this with the outright, but Lockie Neal, I'm backing in those at $3 and $1.75 respectively for um, 1.5 and 2.5 units. Uh, Similar reasoning. I just think his uh, floor should be pretty low based on his stats, Brisbane's winnings and the lack of competition for votes. He, um, yeah, it's pretty hard to see him sort of dipping below a certain level. So happy to play into those for him. The uh, leader after round 15 market, uh, Tim Taranto, 550. Um, I think having a look at seven or eight counts, I think he was winning or tied on about three of them. So uh, just seeing value based on that and knowing the year he had, it was kind of like a Tom Mitchell at Hawthorne year when he won the Brownlow. A lot of stats, not necessarily massive impact, but uh, yeah, picking up you know 35 disposals in wins when no one else is really standing out he's probably going to get a lot of votes with again low downside so happy to play into him he started uh, kick he started kicking i might, might not maybe not so much in the first five round stats man but he did start kicking some goals as well he did this was later yeah. after round 15 so oh, really? after round 15 okay yep yeah so he did he was kicking some big bags uh through there as well so yeah um that's about five dollars fifty now i think yep. maybe six dollars out there uh, and that's a full bet for me. And then the last ones will just be some team votes. So most GWS, I've, I've got some double picks here. So I'll talk to those. Actually, it might just be one, but I'll explain that. So for singles, I'm on uh, Cornelio at 650 and Todd Marshall, uh, sorry, not Todd Marshall, Rowan Marshall at 650 for the Giants and the Saints, respectively. Uh, a bit bigger bet on Marshall than Cornelio. Um, again, with the Saints, Jack Sinclair is the favourite. He's a bit of an unknown quantity, I think, in terms of polling. Um, Marshall is actually, yeah, he had a good year and he's right up there in some counts. So uh, I think there was about $4 around earlier and it's now a top year, six fifty for Marshall. So don't know if that gap's going to close or if the, the market's drifting, but um, at six fifty, happy to find out. And Cornelio similar, I think Toby Green's favourite and then Tom Green and then him. Um, a lot of counts sort of have those three pretty even. So at six fifty, it's worth finding out as well. 
Uh, and then some multis on teams. And I, again, would recommend getting on these pretty soon. I think there may be some movement. The sort of lock multi, uh, nothing's a lock, gamble responsibly. But uh, uh, as far as uh, locks go, Toby Green and Jeremy Cameron at $2.10. Uh, you know, Green kicked 60-plus goals, captain, pretty good with the discipline this year and um, had a lot of disposals as well. So really carried them some wins. Um, liking him at that price. And then Jeremy Cameron, similar, just some big games with goals and not a lot of competition. I think he's dollar forty, so you get two ten for the multi. Uh, I'm having two units on that one, and then last one to wrap it up, uh, a similar multi with Green and Cameron, but adding in Sicily, uh, your man Mug, and Paddy Cripps from the Blues. Uh, so I got nine dollars twenty five for that. Uh, I know, I think right now it might be seven seventy. Last I looked, but shop around you might still get that 925 um and that is that is a wrap that is absolutely awesome stats man plenty of meat on that bone there for the listeners to uh to go back and you probably have to just press that little 15 second rewind and go back and have a, a bit of a listen to that a few times over and make sure you capture all of it because there was some absolute gold in there. So thank you stats being comprehensive uh, for coming in and, uh, and sharing that gold, the real voice. Uh, strike. <laughs> no um, worries. There should be uh, I will, will try and make another appearance uh, mug and there should be some more when more markets get released over the next week or two. Thank you very much, mate. Well, that's uh, that's great to talk to AFL. So hopefully there's a fair bit there for the listeners. Now we'll flick over to the NRL. I'm on the NFL. Let's get off that, boys. And uh, NRL's right at the top there on the topsport.com.au website. Boys, here we go. We finally made it. Finals in the NRL, and it is a huge one on the Friday night. It's Brisbane Broncos uh, taking on our Storm. The Broncos here, dollar sixty, uh, two thirty-five. The Storm, and um, geez, I've got to tell you, Pope. I thought um, up there that um, Brizzy might have deserved to be a stronger favourite than what they are. But um, but Pope, tell us all about it. Yeah, I tend to concur with you, Mug, that you'll, you'll hear this stat, Ben, in about a fair bit in the next three days, that Brisbane haven't beaten Melbourne at Suncorp since 2009. That can play a little bit of a role in how markets are framed too. So the general weight of money, Storm in finals, all that probably gravitates towards Storm as the outsiders. You'll see the, the retail money come from probably Storm. So that will keep the price down. How I'd bet as a result, I'll probably hold off. I don't think this is getting much bigger than four and a half. So hold your shillings a little bit till late on Friday and just see what the market does. That that could come down to three and a half. And then I'll be really interested in playing at the line. In any event, 13 plus for me on Broncos here. They're, they're a bona fide threat to this competition. Storm, they've been up and down all year. And you are who you are come finals. They haven't played that well away from home. So... I'd um, hold off till Friday and looked a bit late, but Broncos at the price, 13 plus, that would be how to play this. I'm also a bit of final flair mug. I'm going to sip up a few try scorers in games here, either a same game or find something at a bigger price. So in this game, all avenues lead around Reese Walsh for the Broncos. He's in electric form. So young Tonamapia, hello to you at left centre for Melbourne Storm. You better make some good decisions Friday night because there's going to be a fair bit of traffic coming your way. So 
I think there'll be a bit of action around there. Same game, Tony Staggs, Selwyn Cobbo, and Xavier Coates of the Storm. A little same game there. You'll get about $10, $11 for that. Okay, so just uh, just replay that back again. So anytime uh, try scorer, what was it first try scorer for Walsh? No, uh, no, leave Walsh out of try score, but he'll he'll create uh, oh, for those okay. around him. Okay. Sorry, not, I didn't enunciate that too well, but no, 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 no. That could be just my my listening skills. Um, so we're going with Stag, Cobbo, and Coats for the Storm. Coats for the Storm uh, for a three leg uh, anytime try scorer. Um, uh, same gamer on that one. Yep. Yep, and Broncos thirty plus as well. And Bronco, uh, leave that out separate though, or are we linking that into the same gamer? No, we'll do we'll do that as a separate. But we'll just go the three try scorers in the in the same game. Separate, okay. All right, Pope, I absolutely love that. Modler, we might get you to fill us in on the ins and outs uh, for Storm and Broncos because um, based on last week's Funny Buggers, uh, there'll be a fair bit going on here. Yeah, I don't think the podcast goes long enough to go through the ins and outs. There's about, I'm just looking now, there's about, oh, Storm have about 13 ins and Broncos have a good 10 as well. So, yeah, the Broncos get Reynolds in, Haas, um, yeah, Stags in, as mentioned. Uh, Storm pretty much get their starting 13 back from when, when they missed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, last week, I should say, except for Pappenhausen, who did play last week. Um, so, yeah, wholesale changes, obviously, for both teams. I've got uh, a slight edge to the Storm, actually, so I'm not going to align with Pope first up here. I've got them 220 um, into that 235. I'd say that's enough for a full stake for me. Um yeah, hoping, hoping that the uh, Storm carry on from last week and do a number on the Broncos up there. Yeah, okay, excellent, Modler. All right, so we're opposed in the first uh, game there, boys. So the listeners will have to decide who they're going to side with or uh, or just stay out of that one. But, um, geez, I tell you what, boys, with the full deck of players back for both teams, uh, Friday night um, up at Suncorp, uh, I think all of the NRL world will be uh, sitting down and watching that one. Um we flip over to the Saturday and um, and it's the afternoon uh, twilight game, if you like, and it's Penrith uh, taking on um, the Warriors and uh, and Penrith here short dollar nineteen minus thirteen and a half four seventy five um, and uh, of course the thirteen and a half dollar ninety back the other way for the Warriors. Um, Pope will stay with you here. Uh, can the Warriors get some players back and um, and challenge? A Penrith team who's maybe been challenged with injury themselves. Yeah, unpopular opinion. I think they can. I um Luai out, and the one thing Penrith have done well for four years is system. So Cleary out, someone comes in, covers him when he's missed extended time, and they don't doesn't seem to matter. I think it might matter here a little bit. I think it's a bit big at thirteen and a half, considering Luai out. Warriors. Let's leave out last week. They rested all the players. Previous three weeks, they hadn't been great. But I think they've done enough to earn respect and go to Penrith and be a live chance. So 475 head-to-head, I'm interested. Yeah, it's a big number in a final uh, of this quality top four teams. You, pr- I don't know how often you see those sorts of prices. So Pope's uh, definitely keen to find out. Uh, Modler, can you be with the Pope here? No, I don't really have a play in this one. I've got... Penrith right on the market at a dollar twenty-one by the model. Um, yeah, not uh, yeah, close to having a, a lean on Penrith, but uh, not quite at this stage. Um, yeah, looks like it'll stay that way too. So I'll leave this one alone. 
And Modlo, are you aware of who comes in and, and plays that? Um, what do we call that role, um, boys? Is that not not the not the halfback? What's what's five eighths? Five eighth. He's in the halves. I think they call it. Uh, who comes in and plays that extra uh, halves role for uh, for Penrith? Yeah, Jack Cogger. So he, uh, he obviously played last week. Um, he's off. He's 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 rated decently as far as the models concerned. Anyway, so a lot of times, you know, with the backup uh, sort of. Backs that don't tend to get a lot of game time, but I think Cog has seen a bit of the bit of the ball uh, over the journey. So yeah, it's it's it rates him well enough, and yeah, he slots in uh, reasonably well for for Luai. Yeah, you, you're wearing that Pope. Is he? Uh, can he? Can he fit the bill? Yeah, the one. So he came in when Cleary missed extended time. Okay, he's a poor man's Nathan Cleary, so he could play largely the same role as Cleary, maybe not as well, but. It was largely a similar player coming in. He's a very different player to Luai. What Luai brings to that team is a bit of flair, ugly football, a bit of panache. I think in many ways, Luai is harder to replace for Penrith than Cleary is. Like, again, unpopular opinion. So I think it's a pretty big loss, and Cogger can't do what Luai does. So I think you'll find it has some some effect there, whereas Cleary out, you can probably put Cogger in that system, and there wasn't such a big impact. So... Yeah, I think it's worth something. Um, and I don't think Cogger certainly can't do what Luai can do in that team. Yeah, okay. And in saying that, Pope, we know Penrith are defensively very strong and, and we'd expect them to be defensively very strong on the home deck in a big final. So does that Luai out potentially blunt their offense? And should we be thinking about some sort of unders bet here? Yeah, I'd I'd be playing on base of my Warriors lean. I'd be on that under 30, 39 and a half. That's heavily heavily correlated, like um, if they can see 12 points a game, Penrith, if Warriors can find a way to get 18, they're right in this. So I don't, based on all that, I think there's a heavy relatedness to the unders in this game. So, yeah, I'd take the under 39 and a half. The other one, same game multi for your mug. Liam Martin, anytime try scorer into Dallin Wateni Zalesniak for the Warriors. They'll get you at 775. He's been a uh, try scoring machine, hasn't he? Uh, Zeleniak, uh this year, he's, he's put a lot over. Prolific. The... Yeah, prolific. Twenty one and seventeen games. They are up against Penrith, but when you're having a good year, I think you find the, the try line a lot of times, even in games where they're big outsiders. So I think it's it's a nice juicy price up. Yeah, nice. Okay, really, I like that, Pope. Thank you very much for that. Um, the second game on the Saturday. Um, geez, it's hard to see either of these teams going deep. I could be wrong, but uh, Modler, we'll go you first here. Um, Cronulla Sharks, I think, have got most of their men back. You can tell us if that's true or not. And the Sydney Roosters have found something. Um, Dollar ninety-five here. The Sharks outsiders seems. Geez. Uh, anyway, and um, and we've got the Roosters here, dollar eighty-five. So we're virtually at the pick here. No line, uh, Modler. How does the model feel about this? Yeah, as you mentioned, Sharks uh, reasonably good run of health for the injuries. It looks like Will Kennedy uh, comes back in, but he's named on the bench at the moment. So uh, interesting to see how that one plays out. As it stands, I've got this. Uh, I can't split either team. I've got them two dollars either way. It's going to be fun come footy tipping, trying to decide who to tip in that game. But um, yeah, as far as betting this one, uh, no play for me uh, at the moment. Okay, thank you, Modler Pope. We were with the Roosters against a downtrodden Souths, but was that more about the Souths or was that about the Roosters? Yeah, I think it's more about Souths. Like Roosters were missing a lot and still got the win there. So kudos to them. Five wins in a row, I can pick a, 
hole in that form line, who they beat prior and South included in that. I, I think Sharks should be favourites here in this game. Like, there's a bit of a narrative that Roosters are up and about in colloquial parlance and Sharks aren't going quite so well. But at home, Roosters missing Jared Aware Hargraves, who's the heartbeat of that team. I think they should be should be favoured at home. A little bit controversial that this is at their home ground too, seating only 11,000. But does give an advantage. So I've got Sharks favourite. So dollar ninety five. that's a bet for me here, Mug. Yep, yep. Okay. Thank you very much uh, for that, Pope, and uh, and Modler with your view as well. And then we get into the last one, the Knights. Goal at 21. Jeez, that feels really short in a big final. Um, Knights at home here, short price favourite, and they're taking on the Raiders 445, and we've got 12 and a half the line, a little bit either side. Um, Modler, it's your Knights. Can you be with them? I can, yeah. It's an interesting one here. Like, I saw the 440 before I ran Sam's and thought, oh, for sure I'll be on uh, the Raiders at that price. But no, I'm actually the other way. I've got the Knights at about $1.15. Uh, that's, so they get back Ponga, um, Hastings and Fitzgibbon. Um, they should play, but there's a chance they won't. Um, obviously, if Ponga doesn't, that's a pretty big impact. Um, but assuming he plays uh, with that, yeah, $1.15, uh, too short to played at the dollar twenty, but I'll be looking at say a thirteen plus, which I think is around even money at the moment. Yeah, okay. So Modler's with his team there. Um Pope, um you've got alongside the Raiders at the bigger line uh, plenty of times this year. Um does that strategy stack up in a final and can you be with them again? I have been with them a number of times and it's resulted in me eating home brands wheat bigs as opposed to sanitarium for most of the year. <laughs> Mug, I'm I'm with the Knights here, but in an unconventional way. So I'm going the old half-time, full-time flipper here. Whoa. At about $7.50, you'll find. Uh, Canberra don't play 80 minutes, but I can see them coming out fairly strongly in this one, leading half-time but being overrun. So give me – which is fairly short. Seven fifty is fairly short for a half-time, full-time flipper. But I think there's a strong angle here that it's well worth a bet. So I like that. And the secondary bet – Bradman Best, two or more at six bucks. He's on the left-hand side where Ponga gets a lot of ball. Ponga will play in this game. Everything goes through Kalen at Newcastle, and Bradman will be the beneficiary at some point, I think, and hopefully twice for this bet. And uh, that price there, Pope, for that, the two two tries? Six bucks for Bradman Best. Six bucks. Okay, all right. Yeah. So some uh, some some nice um, dollars up there for grabs on that one. Geez, boys, we've put up some different stuff tonight, haven't we? We've got uh, accumulators uh, for finals. We've got same gamers. We've got halftime, full times. Uh, we've got the whole swag. Uh, uh, this evening and and Statsman's given us a whole suite of uh, of bets to get stuck into there um, as well. So uh, that's lovely, Pope. I think you might have uh, I think you might have had a few little uh, futury uh, sort of style uh, bets for the finals to round us out as well. Yeah, similar. I won't do it with the um, sophistication or panache of Statsman, but Newcastle. So Dominic Young for Newcastle. Top finals try score is 16 bucks at topsport.com.au and they know what they're doing because you can get a better price out there at others' mugs. So heavy favourites Sunday, Newcastle. If they win, they're probably, even though I've tipped Warriors at 475, they're probably going to get Warriors on the second week of the finals and they'll be about pick them there. So they're a big chance of getting three games at least yep. out of this final series. So 
really like them. At, sorry, really like Young at about $16. Bigger, as I say, elsewhere. Also, Penrith, they're basically guaranteed three games in one shape or form here. So Dylan Edwards, sneaky try scorer this year, scored 11 tries. You can get him for $31 at the top sport. So I think he's well worth a bet. Um, short price favourites, they'll be a lesser couple of those games. So potentially the amount of score. Yeah, so Edwards, I think, um, you know, you only need sort of four tries maybe to win these awards. And I think he's a real show at that. Yeah, nice, Pope. Absolutely love that uh, Dominic Young bet as well. Uh, he has been prolific uh, this year. Where did he finish on the on this season? Uh, try scorer, Pope. Nero Uno won it. He won it, did he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Rightio. I, I saw the other day on the on the broadcast. They said he won the uh, record for the Knights uh, in a season. I think, or might, maybe tied it. Um, but um, yeah, okay. So, uh, mate, that's that's a great bet. Absolutely love it. That's a um, lie too, sorry. Uh, Asako won it. I, I should know that. But uh, Young finished second, so. Finished second, yeah. Young okay, thought he, was, thought he was up there. Okay, yeah. boys, so that's uh, that's pretty solid. Um, again, just to round out on the premiership market, my thoughts um, after mulling over it for a week uh, haven't really changed too much. Uh, I think that Carlton price actually might even be a little bit bigger, um, Pope, than what I, than I was potentially uh, thinking. And yeah. Um, I think we could see that accumulator up around the 18, maybe even 20 uh, mark uh, if they um, if they make it all the way. Um, I still, I, I've I've just looked at the numbers. I was actually chatting with a, a friend today, the obnoxious one, and um, just talking about that Brisbane price again from the prelim into the grand final. I still still think it's going to be high threes um, around around the mark. So, you know, with my views on Port Adelaide this week, I, I'm I'm going to be um, I'm going to be laying the um, Brisbane um, prior to the final series, and I've the listeners would know I've been backing them pretty solidly for the back half of the year, so I've got plenty there to play with, and um, I'm going to probably empty a fair bit of that out. I'll, I'll still hold some um, because you know there is a solid chance that they still go through, but like I say, you can always double back down later if you wanted to get back on at the at that money that you lay, and I think there's upside there in uh, in port, so. I will be um I will be doing that and that's about it. I think if you're keen to get some money and I, and I probably will do this, Pope. I'll probably get something down on the pies. I, I've I've pretty much told the listeners all year that I haven't I've barely spent a dime on the pies and that, that rings true. So I've got a big red on the pies and of course they are a bit of a uh they're a bit of a danger for me in 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 where I'm sitting in in the market with my book. So. I'll probably just wait to the jump and um, and just get some money down on the pies um, for the premiership just to try and level things out a little bit um, with where I sit with the pies currently. I I, I can see them uh, ticking out a little bit here. I think I think you're right. Uh, I think it was Modler um, about. Uh, I, I think Melbourne will start faves and um, and uh, I I think we'll see a bit of premiership money. Um, you know, come out of the pies. So I, I think that number for the pies will, will get a bit bigger and um, and I'll, I'll probably take a little piece of that. So I guess that's sort of just my thoughts on the premiership, but I still feel boys, I, I still feel that that premiership is going to go to a Melbourne team. And I think it's either going to be uh, pies or the D's uh, that hold the cup aloft at the end of it all. So, um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. Show got better as it went on tonight, Mug. We did a bit of a clunky start, but we got there in the end. 
So I think the listeners will be pleasantly surprised with the end product there. A lot of what well, are unique we, bets there for the we, we got we got we got two out of the three uh pope we got statsman and we got the the nine leg uh accumulated well hope the first four legs hopefully and uh and then we'll look to build up from there boys we haven't done charity bets uh should we um we better get some charity bets down um who are we having some alignment with here in the nrl how do we want to spend our money we certainly we didn't have a we didn't have a line in the first game did we modler no no, no. What did what what was your price in sharks in sharks roosters? I've got that uh, bigger basically. So not much there. Penrith. I've got Penrith right on the uh, market. So I think you liked the Warriors there, didn't you? Yeah. Let's go. Let's. You got to let's go. Uh, maybe sixty on sharks head to head. Um, you interested enough? Do you want to go to storm? Do you want to go to storm? Modler, have you got enough an edge on the storm? Uh, yeah, at the two thirty five. Yeah. Yep. All right, you and go forty and forty on storm head to head. Yep. Happy, uh, happy there, boys. So sixty on the sharks head to head and forty on the storm head to head. And then uh, Modler, where did we line up in the AFL? I think we, um, I think we lined up on. I think we lined up on most things actually. Yeah, we both like the D's, didn't we? And yeah. Port. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, should we go D's uh, head to head? I think we're around the two bucks uh, there, and um, and Port at the fifteen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we'll keep it pretty simple. I'll uh, we'll go D's 50, Port 50 at those long, well, D's head to head in Port line. And then we're on the Sharks and we're on the Storm uh, head to head there as well. All right, boys, uh, that's it. We've done it all now. That's charity, that's AFL finals, NRL finals, all the finals, um, exotic markets, if you like. We've got Brownlow, we've spoken some premiership. Pope's given us half-time, full-times, the whole box and dice. So uh, there it is, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it. Statsman, you're back with us. It's great to see you. Can you sign us off? Uh, I can. I feel a little bit uh, misleading um, with the tagline after putting up 6,000 bets. But uh, <laughs> anyway, for, for all the listeners out there, gamble responsibly, uh, but most importantly, gamble to win.